Welcome to Mindfully Well, your place to get the tools and tips you need to connect to a deeper sense of wellness, naturally and simply. This podcast is for change-seeking women who are curiously devoted to their health and ultimately having a positive impact on the world around them. I'll be diving into everything that can help us live mindfully well, one episode at a time. I'm your host, Haley. Hello, welcome to episode 11. Today I want to talk to you about relationships to other people. So mainly I'll be talking about friendships, new and old, but all of this advice could be given in any relationship, I think, whether it be family or love relationship, work or professional, maybe? I don't know. Depends on what you do. I won't go there. This is about friendships. So non-love, (laughs) non-blood friendships. Um, the humans that we choose, which I think is a very special thing and an honor that we have in this life to choose the people that nourish us. So without further ado, we'll dive into episode 11. I'm recording this episode specifically because I'm in a place in my life where I've transitioned to a different state, a different time zone, and really a different mindset, like a different lifestyle, I guess, and it's been happening over the past few years, but um, I've really felt myself growing and changing a lot in the past four to five years. So with that comes literal change and moving across the country and moving away from friends and family and whatnot, so... I think this episode is really timely for me, and also, I hope it's timely for you. Like, I hope no matter where you are in your relationships, you can pull something from this and make your relationships even better. So, my best friend and I have been writing each other letters, like snail mail letters, since I moved. And it's been a really cool way to connect on a deeper level because I have to take the time to sit down and write her, and it's just a little different than texting her or tagging her in a funny Instagram post that I see that makes me think of her, right? Like, there's an intention and a time taken in order to write someone back. So we still do those things, of course, like tagging each other and texting each other, but we've added this letter-writing snail mail component And I feel more connected to her since I've moved versus like when I first got here and everything felt really crazy and not very, I don't want to say not supported, but like it didn't have a lot of friends yet when I first moved here. So it was really, really missing my friends from back home and this has helped. So anyway, a few years ago, I sat down and I asked myself what I want in my friends. I was feeling a little bit lonely after I quit my 9 to 5 because all of my best friends still had normal schedules and I I just had the feeling like I wanted to call them up and ask them to go for a walk in the middle of the day and I knew it wasn't possible so it would leave me feeling sad and kind of lonely like it was really hard adjusting to that and that was 2 years ago now 
So since then, I have moved across the country and completely <laughs> uprooted all of my, my easily accessible physical relationships, I guess I would say. And I'm, I'm learning how to make new ones. So whenever I was thinking about what I want in friends, I sat down and started writing out all of the qualities my ideal friends would have. Like if I had a choice. And this wasn't an exercise to like replace my friends or write off their normal schedules. I just needed to map out like the type of people I wanted to attract in this new chapter of my life. So that was when I quit my nine to five. And now I'm finally seeing those qualities and those things come to fruition as I've moved to Seattle and started this new path of becoming a naturopathic doctor. So I want to share with you like some of the stuff I wrote back then and kind of connect the dots to help you see that even when we're not sure, like writing stuff out and kind of putting it on paper is really helpful for bringing it to life later. Not forcing it, but just putting it somewhere and claiming what we want. Okay, so a year and a half ago-ish, I think is the right timeline for this. In one of my journals, I wrote, Who are my ideal friends? Deep feeling, deep thinking. Talk about ideas more than people. Care to check on me. Can tell when I'm not living up to my power. Call me on my shit and love me unconditionally. Curious and spontaneous. We'll, we'll drop regular stuff to be there for each other. Who are aware of self and humanity. Who care deeply for earth and, the, and nature. My best friends glow and radiate. Non-judgmental and see with love. Looking at this list, it's, it's really funny just to see how all of this stuff exists in my life now. Like, my friends are definitely deep feeling and deep thinking. They care a lot about ideas and change and the bigger picture versus just talking about people, which is a good sign in my eyes of a good connection. Um, care about me. They see me for who I am and tell me when I should step up or when they see something more in me. Good friendships, by the way, are a great mirror of yourself. So your friendship should mirror your potential and not your flaws or your downfalls, FYI. Um, my friends are definitely curious and spontaneous. Um, they drop regular stuff just to like be there for me and do stuff together and go have fun. Um, and yeah, they, they care very deeply about the earth and nature and humanity. And in my eyes, they all glow and radiate. Like, they just do. They're beautiful human beings, and I'm very lucky and grateful and fortunate to have them. So before I start crying, <laughs> I'll move on. But that's kind of what I put together a year and a half ago or whatever it was when I was thinking about the qualities my people or the people that I wanted to be near would have. Like I said, I've always been really fortunate in the friend department. I had two very, very close best friends growing up. I became part of a girl gang, for lack of better words. We're pretty much a big, weird, beautiful posse. Um, when I started working at an ice cream shop when I was 16, I think we've all cumulatively been together like 10 years. 
So it's not, it's been 12, but it's been 10 that we've all kind of formed our little group and we still talk like daily and weekly. We have a huge group text that I look at and we'll have like a hundred messages in and I love looking at the messages and scrolling through and hearting them and thumbs upping them and stuff. So it's always a place of nourishment and happiness when it comes to them. And we get together every few months. Um, They're actually all getting together before Thanksgiving and I won't be there in time. So moving away has been hard being away from them. I love them so much. Um, Yeah. And then, so I got another group of girlfriends when I started my advertising career. Whoa, my fridge is making noises or something. That scared me. (laughs) So I got more friends when I got my advertising career. And then I left my advertising career after about five-ish years. And that brought up some feelings of loneliness. It felt really... It felt really weird to distance myself from so many people that I spent so much time with, like even my coworkers from when I worked at the agency, like they were my family. They were, and they still are, I I love them all very dearly, but I don't see them every day and work across from them and silly string them and prank them. So I got a lot of really incredible friends from the jobs that I've had in life. So if you're not that close to the people you work with, it might be interesting to analyze why or think about why, because every job that I've had has always connected me to really resonant people. And if you're working around people who make you miserable, then the job and the money is not worth it, in my opinion. I don't know your situation, but something to think about for sure. So moving to Seattle was really hard for me because I knew I was literally putting distance between myself and all of the people that I love the most. And I knew I'd be making new friends, but who would they be? What would they be like? Will they like me? How will I find them? You know, all of the questions that go through your mind. So since I started back to school, I've made some really great friends. And it's all of those questions about like, who will they be and what will they be like, completely went out the window. And when I met the people that I've met so far, like, it's just having that feeling of knowing. Like, if you know that feeling, you know what I mean. And if you don't know the you just know feeling, then I hope you do feel that in your lifetime. It's a really magical feeling and it's beautiful. So with the friends that I've made here, it's definitely been an easy, you just know type of thing. Like, I look at them and I'm like, yep, my soul has chosen you and yours has chosen mine and I don't know why but I'm really really happy. So to me the most beautiful part about a true connection is getting to watch relationships evolve over time. Like I still have all of my friendships back home I just don't get to see them every day which means our relationships are evolving and they're changing based on our access to each other. So it's beautiful being able to witness someone change and grow on their own and in the friendship together. And, of course, I've been in friendships that have like fizzled out and blown up in my face. You know, the ones that just don't last. And you'll have both of those in life, I promise. The difference between the two is the ones that blow up or fizzle out are more of wanting to be around someone for the company because you're bored 
there's a sense of obligation or expectations in a shallow setting. So it's like you spend a lot of time with someone and you still don't really know them and you don't really share much. That's kind of, those are the relationships that will likely fizzle out and you don't have to do much to make that happen. They just will. And then there's the other side that's a deep connection and knowing that you don't have to work very hard for. Like it's an openness between two people. So with friendships, there comes the mental space and the physical space in which to foster these relationships, right? And I would be, I would be leading you astray if I didn't also mention family. So depending on your family relationship situation, your relationship to your family members, this may or may not be applicable to you. But for me, I'm very close to my family and I'm not going to go in depth about like family relations and all of that. But like moving has been really hard to be away from them. And I have a lot of family. Like I have a really big close family. And I gained new family last year because of like an ancestry DNA test. So it brought a whole other half of humans into my life that I really love and click with and moving away meant possibly missing out on like the impromptu family gatherings and regular updates on everything. So for me, it's been hard because my family is like my friends. It's different, but they are. They're my friends as well as my family and family is deeper and stronger than friendships in most cases. In my case, it is. Um, I'm very lucky to have the family that I have. So not only is it difficult to juggle and maintain friendships, it's also difficult to then juggle and maintain family relationships too. So yeah, it takes up a lot of heart space and how do we know what to do when and how to keep everyone attended to and loved on and all of that. Um, the best answer in my mind is to attend to and love on yourself first. Because you cannot attend to any of these people you love if you are not fully attended to and cared for by yourself. Don't wait for someone else to care for you or pay attention to you. You have to do that for yourself. So having people near you who understand that is really essential in my mind. So what I mean by all of this is a relationship isn't defined by the time you spend together or the regular phone calls or dinner dates. A true relationship is one that picks up right where it left off, no matter how long it's been. It has no selfish expectations or guilt trips, and it always feels like coming home. So for me, my ultimate goal in all relationships is ease, comfort, openness, genuine love, and being seen and heard and able to listen to one another without judgment. What do you do if you don't have any close friends or you want to make new friends? A lot of women have confessed to me their desire to have close women in their lives. And as an adult, it can sometimes feel like everyone already has their friend groups and there's no place to 
easily insert yourself. Like you, you don't quite feel like a new relationship can start because everyone else already has their own, right? So I hope this is a big sigh of relief for you when I say, in my opinion, the relationships that are for you won't feel like jumping hurdles, bending over backwards, or changing who you are. The relationships that are for you will have a sense of ease. That's not to say that they'll be easy all the time, because we are all humans and we all have our own hang-ups. So I'll give you an example, actually. Two of my new friends were over the other week, and I admitted to them that I really wanted to just call them up or text them on the weekend, but I didn't want to disturb their normal life that they have already established here. And like as soon as I said it, it was kind of funny because knowing them, I know that I could reach out to them anytime. But there was still something inside of me that didn't feel like I wanted to like disturb them or they wouldn't have time for me or whatever. So they both looked at me and smiled and they reassured me that they would love that too. And we decided that we'd start reaching out to each other on a whim. And if we could hang out, we could. And if not, no big deal. So just by me opening up to them and telling them like this thing that felt kind of silly but was real allowed me to connect with them better and help them understand where I'm coming from. So it was a really cool moment where like I I spoke my mind and I said what I was feeling and like they were totally receptive to it. So I know at first sharing how you feel can feel a little silly or needy or scary, but it's not. And the only way for people to know what you need is for you to say it clearly and from your heart. So, in my opinion, a good way to make new friends is to go back to school and become a doctor. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But that's what I'm doing, and it's working. So, (laughs) it's funny to say that. Um, You don't have to go back to school to make new friends. Although, who doesn't love learning? I definitely love learning. Um... You can go to classes and coffee shops and volunteer. You can go to yoga and different fitness classes. Like wherever your people are, the people that you imagine spending your time with and being near, go there and talk to them. So don't just go to a yoga class and not say a word. That's not going to get you anywhere. I've done that before. It doesn't work. Like you have to look at the person next to you and just say, Hi, I'm Haley. Is this your first time here? It's my first time here. Or whatever the case may be, um, moving to Seattle has allowed me for some really good intros because I'm like, I just moved here. Where's your favorite place to do blank? Or where are you from? Or It's like an easy connector, just moving somewhere, but it's not the only connector, you guys. So introduce yourself. You don't have to get it right every time or Don't worry about fumbling over your words, like just go first. And you know, there's another thing you can do is you can bring people to you. So if you have a friend or an acquaintance or someone that you do click with, they likely have a few friends as well. So you can invite that friend over to your house for like a dinner or game night or out to dinner, whatever you want to do, and ask them to bring someone with them. So they'll be bringing someone new into your circle, and then the topic of the evening or the theme should be something intentional. So don't just all hang out and chit-chat and talk about surface-level stuff, but really get down to like the meat of it. 
like the human connection to see if you could potentially be friends with this person or or not, or whatever the case may be, but you need to go a little bit deeper in order to decide if that's someone you want to spend your time with and you all could all get together again if you wanted to or whatever the case may be. So <laughs> a really cool example is that recently we had like a Friendsgiving at our friend um, Jamie and Danny's house. They are like our our best couple friends, which I think there's got to be a better phrase or like title for that. There are best friends that are also a couple who are completely like us and we love them. Yeah, I think that works. Um, they hosted Friendsgiving this year and they have a lot of friends here and most of their best friends are here. So we got pulled into this new circle of people we hadn't met yet. And we all socialized for a while and like talked and ate cheese and crackers and had champagne and stuff. And then Danny proposed that we play a game. And if you know me, I'm like gung-ho all for it. Whatever the game is, let's play. <laughs> so we got really excited. And basically what the game was that she kind of facilitated for us was you get two pieces of paper and you write down two things about yourself that no one in the room knows about you. So you do that, you put them in a bowl, and then you sit like in a big circle and you read one and then everyone in the circle has to like guess who they think it is. So it's a really funny way to get to know people and like it kind of shows like what you think of someone and then like you get surprised when it's someone else and overall it was a really fun, light and deep game. Like we all really got to know each other and by the end of the night I felt completely connected to everyone there and super grateful that we got introduced to more of their friends who are like them, who are like us. So full circle, you can play like fun games that are also pretty deep and do a lot for you. Oh, another game that me and my new friends played recently, I shared this on my Instagram, but we went out for beers the other day after class and I proposed that we play the game, if you really knew me, you would know. And you have to go around the circle and just keep saying, if you really knew me, you would know blank. So like it gets deep and light and funny and you share pet peeves and preferences and funny stories that not a lot of people know and you really quickly get to know each other. So that's another fun, lighthearted game that doesn't require like pens and paper or whatever, which I hope you have pens and paper laying around. But um, yeah, there are some fun ways just to like easily get to know people without feeling like you have to make it be forced or we're playing this game to get to know each other ready. Like it doesn't have to be this big formal thing, but if everyone's like interested in doing the thing, then like play the games. If you really knew me, you would know. If you really knew me, you would know that I'm sitting on my floor right now because we don't have like furniture on our main level. We have like bar stools and like this low table that I'm sitting at, but um, we're floor sitters. So if you would really know me, you would know that I'm kind of like stretching right now as I'm sitting here talking to you and the fireplace is behind me. Um, I always have my windows open. So if you really knew me, you would know that and so on and so forth. It's a fun game, but you know, you do one thing at a time and keep going around the circle. So if there's something I should know about you, send me an email and tell me. I love this game. <laughs> Another example of how you can find new people or connect with people who might be near you or interested in the stuff you are interested in 
is joining Facebook groups. So there's a Facebook group for everything under the sun nowadays. And you know, vet the group to make sure it's like really the group of people you want to be connecting with. But if you like, if you have a favorite book, most authors have Facebook groups for that book where everyone like kind of comes together and talks about different parts of it, which I think is really cool. Um, but you could go into one of those groups and say, Hey, I'm Haley from Seattle. Anyone else in Seattle? You want to meet up and chat, get a coffee, whatever. Um, that's a really cool digital way to start doing this stuff without like scheduling dinners and trying to meet up and make schedules work and stuff. Um, it's a little easier to connect that way first and then set up the date or the time or the, the gathering. So you can do that in Facebook groups, which I think is really cool. And as I've said, I'm sure, the only way to make new friends is to put yourself out there. And like, I don't mean wear a sign on your chest that says, hi, be my friend, although you could. Um, you just have to start where you're comfortable socially and try different approaches. So don't do extreme stuff that makes you not feel like yourself, but definitely, you know, get a little uncomfortable and introduce yourself first or share something first or approach a conversation with a little more depth as opposed to like, wow, good weather we're having. You could say like, how are you feeling right now? Or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and if you have old friends that you don't live by anymore, or family members, or whoever you feel closest to, you can write them letters, which I love. You can write me a letter if you want. Um, email me, I'll send you my address. Snail mail is a really cool way to connect, and it's a slower process. Like, it doesn't have that immediate gratification that, like, a text message has, so I really love it. Um, yeah. So in a recent letter that my best friend wrote me, she asked me about like my core values and the core values that I think represent our friendship and the core values that represent my relationship with Chandler. So we don't just write each other back and forth about like willy-nilly stuff. We end up asking each other some like really good questions and it's just a really fun way to go deeper with her and like also reflect on myself and our friendship and my relationship with Chandler and yeah we don't we don't play small with each other we really show up for each other and ask the deep questions and the hard questions that we're curious about right now so find some people you can do that with and if you don't know if you have people like that go first and see if they'll share back so however you approach this and wherever you are in your relationships and friendships and whatever's going on in your life, I think the main question to ask yourself is what do you want in your relationships and how do you want your relationships to make you feel? And if you want to go a little bit further, how do you want to make other people feel? On top of that, you should also ask yourself which relationships in your life right now are draining you or bringing you down. A really good way to do this easily or maybe there's like the surface level like oh I know it's this one this one and this one there might be some hidden relationships that you're not quite aware of that have unhealthy behaviors as well so if you pay attention to what brings you together with someone that will likely show you the quality of your friendship so if you have one girlfriend that you only ever go out and get completely plastered with that's <laughs> 
it's an interesting sign. However, if you have a friend that you go to yoga classes and retreats with and give each other books and ideas and pick each other's brains about what's going on in your life, it's probably a good sign. So look at the things that bring you together and start to analyze what those could mean for you in that relationship. It doesn't mean you have to like ditch them or throw them out or write anyone off. That's not what I'm saying. It's just to see the reality of the friendship and understand when I want to go have a drink, I'll call that girl. But whenever I want to go deep and cry and feel, I'm going to call this girl. So it's good to understand what needs are met with whom and when those are necessary or not necessary. So three rules to keep in mind. Rules, three guiding lights, however you want to call them. Um, there are three things that I think are very important in any relationship. Number one, set boundaries and respect boundaries. So be very clear about your boundaries and don't expect anyone to read your mind or magically know your boundaries. That's what boundaries are. They are very clear and they are known. If you do not have boundaries in any of your relationships, you must start here. Start with boundaries, period. It's hard work. It's confusing when you start realizing all the all of the places where you don't have boundaries in place, you can very easily see like where you're being drained or someone leaves you feeling like crap. So set and respect boundaries. Number two is communication. And I don't mean the blanket statement like just communicate. I mean deep, clear, honest, raw communication. And not communication where you're debating or fighting or yelling at each other. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about deliberate and intentional communication. So if something upsets you, you don't just yell back at someone that's not communicating. It is sitting back, thinking about how that thing affected you or made you feel, and then finding a way to articulate how you're feeling to the other person. So speak from your heart and don't be afraid to share what feel like in relationships that feel nourishing. So you may have relationships with narcissists or toxic people, for lack of better words, and you probably don't want to share a lot with them because it will bring you down and make you feel like shit by the end of it. So communicate regularly and honestly, but also understand who you're communicating with. So some people, you might know what you can and cannot say, not can, but what you want to and don't want to say. You can say whatever the hell you want, but just just know your audience and be intentional and clear and honest. Um, the third thing is release or let go of or just stop having expectations of other people. Release your expectations of them and give yourself permission to be released from their expectations. Their expectations have nothing, and I mean nothing, zero, nothing to do with you, and your expectations of them aren't theirs to hold or worry about. So be yourself and allow others to show up as themselves too. A good way to look at this is when someone disappoints you, the first thing you need to do is look inward and find out why you feel that way. It's not because of them 
it's well it's because of your expectations of them but it's not because of them it's because of something deep in you so give yourself some space and grace to process these moments and for better or worse realizing everything that we think of others is just a projection of ourselves is a lifelong practice and it's a hard pill to swallow a lot of the times and it's like that funny saying like whenever you point your finger at someone three fingers are pointing back at you so be aware of your projections and expectations of others i want to leave you all with something that i wrote about friendship a while ago and i love this writing that i created that came through me however you want to see it um, and I think it's really beautiful. So I'm going to read it to you now. Friendship is a spiritual practice. Spiritual meaning sacred. Practice meaning process. Friendship is not something you have or stays the same. It's not static. It's not concrete. Friendship is a practice. Meaning it's never perfect. It's never complete. Friendship is not given without also receiving. You cannot take and take and take and never give. You cannot talk and talk and talk and never listen. Friendship is conscious, meaning attentive. Friendship is caring and consensual. Friendship is support without expectation. Friendship is setting boundaries and confirming they are understood. Friendship is a practice. Relationships are not built on assumptions or half-truths. They are built on a solid foundation of integrity and openness and total truth. Truth does not mean we lie to protect. Truth means we acknowledge reality and speak for the greater good of all. Friendship is an unexplainable, yet simple, love and appreciation for you and for me. It is safe and it is also in process. We hold it like a piece of glass, knowing it can break, but believing more in its ability to let all goodness shine through. Transparent, clear, True friendship can live forever. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find all of the show notes and inquiry questions, highlights, for diving deeper over at HaleyHeishman.com backslash podcast. And if you haven't joined Well Weeks yet, get on it. The monthly prize winner will be announced on the first day of next month, and it could be you. <laughs> um, well, well Weeks is a weekly email that lands in your inbox every Sunday with seven wellness tips and mini challenges to do that week. So if you participate and tag me, you get entered to win the monthly prize package. And I'll include a sign-up for Well Weeks in the show notes, 
or you can just find it over in the header of my website. Next week's episode will be all about mindful holidays and navigating the craziness that holidays can be. So if you have any questions or need some help with navigating the holidays in your own personal world, shoot me an email and I'll be sure to answer it in the next episode. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful week.